All right, we're already off to a great start. I set my um, alarm to <laughs> three o'clock. Actually, no, it was my um, calculator. So that's what happened. Yeah, when you said that, I was like, did she mean calculator or yeah. is she mm, like, challenged? Just yeah, tired? no, I um, I but really. That, it doesn't even look anything like the alarm. Listen, this morning I was really tired and. Uh, Hmm. Well, yeah. here we are. So, so I give Jasmine courtesy calls uh, because she works night shift. And um, she said she was going to call me at 12. And I was out running around. And typically I'll call her when she says she's going to call me. And I don't hear from her for like two hours. And I call. But even my courtesy call was late today. So... No. This is this is it. It was going to be a video, but you know what? We are improvising because we're nurses and that's what we do. So, yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, we wanted to start this podcast. We've been talking about it for, like, a year now. Um, and then, you know, we finally decided to actually do it. Get our shit together. <laughs> so, we decided to do this basically because, honestly, we experienced some wild, unbelievable shit. Um, at work, at during life, like, the lives that nurses lead are... I can't even... They're crazy. <laughs> I can't they're, even put into uh, words. Yeah. They're a lot. They're a lot. Um, but... You know, we'll kind of go through it and uh, give you some funny uh, little bloopers of our lives, I guess. Funny bloopers. <laughs> um, you want to talk about what we're gonna, what else we're gonna talk about, like throughout the podcast and stuff? Yeah. So for our podcast, um, we basically, like I said, or like both of us said, want to focus on, you know, the hilarious bloopers of nursing, like, you know, having to yank her up and suction up a little, uh, code brown, um, uh-huh. um, or legit people being kicked in the face by a patient and then asked, so what could you have done better in this situation? Yeah, I was there for that. That was, <laughs> was freaking nuts, dude. I can't. I wish, honestly, kind of wish I had seen that, but whatever. <laughs> um, so basically, we're also going to talk about how we handle life um, and work balance, the mental stressors um, as nurses, because honestly, our job is just um, a continuous high stress environment. And how we basically deal with that. In fact, huh, I was supposed to have therapy today and I uh, slept right on through that. So <laughs> that's great. At least you're trying. Um, I mean, thank you. I think that counts. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Everything counts. Little baby steps. But um, yeah, so we're going to talk about a high stress environment. Um, some of the stories that we have are pretty funny. Um, I know. How long have you been a nurse, Amanda? So, I just counted the other day, actually, because I've been saying, like, 13 for a while. And I was like, I think I've been, like, saying 13 years for, like, three years. And so, (laughs) I counted, actually, the other day because the patient asked me. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, it's been 15 now. I was like, holy shit. So, uh, 15 years. And then, um, I'll go on kind of like what I said. So, like, I was born and raised in Wisconsin. I went to school there, University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. 
I worked for a year in Milwaukee and, um, it's, it's an okay city. It's, it's fine. But the, you know, the winters are rough up there. And, uh, me and my good friend Kayla went to go visit San Diego cause her brother lived out there. And we were like, we should just like move out there. And like looking back, like I cannot believe my parents fucking let me do that. I didn't have a place to stay. <laughs> oh had, my God. I had $3,000 in my bank account. Um, and they didn't even say much. I was like, Oh, all right yeah and I had a dog with me at the time and so um me and her moved out and I lived with like five other people in like a two-bedroom I slept like like we slept we shared beds and stuff and I didn't get a job right away because my nursing license didn't like cross over and so I got a waitressing job at Wave House oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was like, this is ridiculous. But like, I, I ran out of money so fast because it's so expensive out there. Right. And I was like, well, I'm out of money. I guess I need to get a job. And so finally the nursing job came through and I like couldn't believe, I, I think I was making like, they, they quoted me like $48 an hour. I was like, oh damn. And oh my God. Like, In San Diego? Yeah, that was. Girl, you want to know what I started at? Hmm. What? Thirty-two oh five. So if any nurse wants to complain about pay, <laughs> thirty-two oh five. Now, granted, that was seven. Well, when years I worked in ago. Milwaukee, it was like twenty-eight. So yeah. going from twenty-eight to forty-eight, I was like, hey, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was like so excited. Um, and so I did like both of them for a while. I did night shifts, and then um, I did. Uh, the wave house or like during the day and then after a while they're like why are you still doing this i was like i don't know so i quit um but i worked at scripps mercy there for like five years and um i loved it i worked night shift and then what kind of specialties did you do so it was um it was a, a medical telemetry floor okay so um basic stuff but we had the best crew and a lot of like CWA patients a lot of like alcohol like that's the alcohol yeah. withdrawal um all that kind of stuff so I have some like really nice stories from there too. oh <laughs> my god um, <laughs> and then I met my husband out there and um we he had told me he wanted to live out on on the east coast eventually because his um, family was out there and so um did a road trip he proposed first we did a road trip well i hope so yeah i told him i was like you gotta put a ring on it first before you yeah before i move from san diego over to the cold cold east coast yes yes oh god i did travel nursing for a while we were out in um dc um i did uh medical telemetry um travel nursing there and it was good because i they floated me all the time because i was a traveler yeah and we should definitely talk about travel nursing at 1.2 because there's a lot to be said about that okay that could even be a podcast but so I was always floated to the ICU and I was like oh god I was like I'm not going to the ICU I was so nervous and so I went a couple times and they gave me like um, step down patients basically that could be out of the ICU but I was able to like help and kind of see you know ICU patients Mm -hmm. and I like loved it and I was like oh my god this isn't as bad as like I thought it was gonna be right and so did that for a while, and then I finally got hired in the ICU. I had to take a major pay cut because I was on travel nursing pay. Right, um, yeah. So that sucked, but um, worth it in the end. And then um, a 
couple years went by there. We moved um, up to, um, you know, Philadelphia area. And uh, I worked downtown a little bit at a hospital down there. Lehigh Valley-ish area with a travel contract again. And then um, at a cancer uh, institute where I am now. So wow. that was longer than it needed to be, but... No, I, like, I that's what line. we do, honestly. Like, we just get off Ramble. on on um, tangents, and honestly, that's what I love about our conversation. So, there we are. Just go and go. Yep. And what about you? Um, I've been a nurse for seven years. I went to, I have my bachelor's from Penn State. Um, I never went anywhere. I, I wanted to travel, but I never ended up doing it. Um, I started off in a Northeast hospital on their, um, step down unit, which basically all the patients in that hospital, like you, there were, the, they were the patients that just were right below getting intubated. So basically they were extremely sick patients. Um, probably had multiples. Right? Oh yeah. Um, that floor, we usually only had three to four. I dealt with a lot of prisoners, which is actually extremely fun. Um, and I dealt with people with addictions. I dealt with, uh, you know, people trying to, you know, complain to me that I was a bad person because I wouldn't let them smoke their meth in the room. Um, (laughs) yeah, I have a lot from that place. Um, and then I went to another hospital, um, more in like a nicer area. It's a totally different clientele. I went, that's when I started in the ICU. That was like a year later. Um, I was there through COVID, which was the worst time of my life. And, um, which is going to be another episode. That'll be a totally different episode because honestly, there's so much to be said about the things that nurses went through that people think some people think didn't even happen yeah well i experienced it and uh i was one of the people just writing numbers as people's uh identifiers on their body bags so not to get morbid already in this podcast um so yeah and then now and oh uh, i went to a pack you god i've just been around okay but you have two, so like whatever. And then, and now I work um, primarily in a um, oncology ICU with Amanda, which is where we met um, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just about two years ago. Like March is like two years, and I like you got hired in like April, right? And I got hired in March. Yeah. But that's a good thing about nursing is I feel like a lot of like nurses are like that, like there's so many opportunities out there that if we don't like love our job and it's not like almost perfect and we don't work with like great people like we're moving on we're like trying to find like other stuff and I always recommend all like my little cousins and stuff I'm like nursing's great like I love it (laughs) Jasmine thinks otherwise but like I I I mean Ari I I love I love learning because our career is something that we have to continuously learn. I'm a nerd, but yeah, it's a love hate relationship. But there's a very thin line between love and hate. So, um, yeah, I 
I don't know. I like where we work right now. I used to work with Amanda on day shift. <laughs> I was I always worked night shift and cuz I'm just a night owl and so upset about it. And then I went to days and I had some normal life, but then you know, I started working like 6 days a week and my husband was like, "What the hell are you doing?" And I was like, "All right." So I went to back to night shift and you know, my <laughs> I continued to work like four to five days a week. All right, I'm down to four. That's progress, actually. But I feel like it's even more than four because you have like a day to kind of like recover. I mean, you stay up though, like after your last shift. And I don't know, like... How? Because I, delu- I get delusional. I Well, today, I got off this morning and I went to sleep and set my calculator to my alarm, which makes no sense, but it's happened to me more than once because Amanda actually had to show up at my house one time for when we were supposed to hang out. Oh, yeah. I was like, who is ringing my doorbell? We were just getting our nails done or something dumb like that, too, though. But I, like, paid my babysitter. I was like, ah, nah. Yeah. This girl isn't. I'm paying my babysitter. She's not freaking sleeping through this. We're going. <laughs> oh I was my like, god. Or she's gonna pay me what my babysitter. Costs. Uh, listen, I was like, <laughs> I was like, who in the world is ringing? Because everyone that lives around me knows I'm a nurse. Don't ring my doorbell. All the Amazon and UPS and FedEx who come to my house way too often. I actually know their names. Is there a sign out there. No, they know me. They've met me once, oh. and I said, uh, uh-uh. uh. But then, you know, Alfie goes and barks and lets me know when they drop stuff off anyway. But I didn't even wake up to his barking, so that means I was out cold. But, um, yeah, so there's just, like, a lot that we're going to end up going over, I feel like. Like, we, me and her call each other after pretty much most, most shifts, literally, like, probably, like, 80%. Uh-uh. Maybe, uh, yeah, uh, and we do our bitch sesh. Yeah, I think, and I that's exactly how I cope with stuff is I have to like verbally like spray it, like, I have yes. to like it, I have to tell yes. people, and like my husband like hears all about it, like, and thank goodness, like Jasmine like hears all about it, but it makes you feel so much better. Me, particularly, like, everyone deals with stress differently, but like. I have to, like, talk about it, and that's what makes... And, like, my husband, like, he'll be home, and he'll be, like, exhausted from, like, you know, picking up the kids from the babysitter, like, feeding them, like, bathing them, reading books, and putting them to bed, you know, because of the 12-hour shifts. And I'll still, like, be down there when he's trying to, like, play video games, and I'm like, "Uh, um, I'm here, I I gotta tell you about my day. And he's like, "Uh, okay, okay. And he, like, pretends so hard to listen and I was gonna say, does he, like, really engage? Because, like, my husband is just like, please don't. This is something that you need to talk in, in therapy about. And I'm like, what the? I'm like, what the fuck? No, yeah. What are you? Hey, okay, this is it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I deal with. I think that a lot of uh, spouses of healthcare providers don't realize that um, we come from our shift, and we might have just coded a patient, and a patient just died, like a human being, and like it's completely just like over everyone else's that doesn't have that career's head I feel like they can be like they can be like oh my god that's so like sad but at the same time like this is something that we deal with every day yeah and and it's I think it's interesting too because you become like very and I hope this is the right word but you become very like jaded to it and 
when you tell someone like, oh, someone died. And I'm like, well, actually, I- I'm glad they died. Right. And it, and it sounds so like horrible, but like we see like so much suffering of these patients because like a lot of these, a lot of these family members and not their fault, but are very like medically like naive. Mm-hmm. And so when the doctors or the nurses try to explain something to them, like it's almost like they don't hear us like it just goes over their head yeah and like you can't be educated about like the whole medical field in like (laughs) a couple days and so like we try our best to like explain you know what it is but like you know for example there's like a situation going on now where like there's you know a young person in there and um you know the parents are having a really hard time um saying goodbye or you know moving him to comfort care but you know right now it's it's a situation where it's in my coming, eyes right. i feel like it's kind of futile torture. yeah like, yeah i don't want to say torture because we're not torturing him but like but kind of like, kind of like it's um weird because i yeah like dan like my husband will be like oh like i'm so sorry that that happened and like yes i'm sorry i i don't love well, I'm an adrenaline junkie, so this is going to be weird, but I love codes, but um, I don't yeah, like yeah. seeing, I'm a quality, I mean a quantity, yeah, no, hold please, a quality over quantity kind of person with life, and I think Amanda is too, I don't know if you were like that before your- In regards to what? Oh, life, like patience, you mean? Like, life and death, like, so- I am a quality over quantity. Like if someone is is 27 years old and they've they have cancer, it's riddled through their body and you know, there's nothing that can really be done. I'm a quality kind of person. I think that that I mean, I know how hard it is for a family member or I can't even imagine actually, but I see it how hard it is for them to, you know, make a decision. But at the same time, I'm like, if I was that person, I would want to be comfortable. And what we do sometimes to some of these people is not, we prolong the inevitable, which to give them more quantity, more time, but that time is, is legit most of the time torture because by the time that like, they are ready to DC to JC. Um, DC to JC. <laughs> <laughs> discharge to Jesus Christ. By that time, you know, it's it's just like they're they're and like the only really blessing in disguise is that like a lot of the times like oh, this is getting grim. I didn't. Think I know. Was I didn't think it was going to get grim. Um, at, we're going to lose uh, all these early. people. Yikes. We are. We are. Um, but a lot of the people are like actually like like end of death is like kind of like they're confused and kind of not worth like with it and i feel like that is kind of a saving grace because like if i was about to die i do not want to know no, i, I don't want to be loaded with propofol load me up with every load drug me to sleep yes like put me to sleep is it's so fine i'm kind of with the organ thing i'm not that we're gonna like talk about it but the assistance <laughs> like if it really went down I would go on a drug binge. Now, whatever. Because, like, if I mean, if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go high. There's no way I'm going sober. 
Oh, same. No way. No, 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 no. That's scary. Were you a quantity over... I mean, since we're on this, (laughs) were you a... Which one were you before? Like, have you thought about it? Nursing really is what made me start to think about quality over quantity. Like, me getting to 100 years old is not my goal. Like... (laughs) At all. I think what's important to me, too, and, like, once you have kids, you'll realize this. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) It's my life goal to um, convince Jasmine to um, have kids. Um, Yeah, that'll be an episode of 10,000 Reasons Why I I Shouldn't. I try (laughs) as much as I can. Um, But in my eyes, seeing and caring and hanging out with, like, grandkids is, like, very exciting to me. Right. And having, like... A beach house, you know, and like yeah. being healthy and like doing some maybe come some kind of like volunteer work or what's it called when like people go to like um, um, other c- countries and oh and like um, medical uh, stuff. I'm about to say I I, I don't even want to guess because this is literally uh, recording and I don't I know. Um, I'm a some, space cadet, so let's think. Oh, god assistance in other countries in other countries there you go just yes. say it out what it is there we'll, it is uh, get back, <laughs> we'll get back to you on the real name of it which all the people listening are probably like these people are doing. nurses yeah, i yeah. see you too listen we can save a life okay it doesn't yeah. mean that i have common sense okay <laughs> um i am very good in emergency situations yes, i love them okay but i think that like i think like, like that's exciting to me so like I feel like if I have a, a good life and I'm not suffering, like, of course, I don't, I don't care about living long, you know? Right. Um, but I want to live a, lo- a, a healthy life where I can see my grandkids and I can, you know, experience right. that part of life. Yeah. Sure. It's just, yeah. So I, what I'm getting out of you is what, I, what I'm picking up right now, what I think you're putting down is that Somewhere you're the, the same... No, I think you're a quality over quantity kind of person. Like, if something went down, like, I mean, you've experienced something going down. I don't even, we're not going to go over that today because that's something that I want to talk about in a separate um, podcast. But, um, you know, Amanda has beat and uh, beat the shit out of uh, breast cancer, so... I don't know what that was like. I mean, my mom went through it twice, but me personally, like, I can only empathize. I can't, which I can feel other people's feelings and vibes, which I don't love as a nurse. But, um, because it's better to kind of, like, disassociate? Yeah, we typically disassociate. Yeah, I don't. I take that stuff home. Well, with your friends and stuff. But, like, with patients and stuff, you kind of, like, have to disassociate. Otherwise, like... I don't know, man. I've been getting, like, real teary-eyed at work. Like, I straight up cried with a patient's family member. Like, who am I? I don't do that. I know. I don't. It's so funny because, like, certain patients, patients, and I don't know what it is. Do you think it's, like, we know more about their background? We know about them, like, personally? We know, like, what is it that, like, brings you closer to a patient that you empathize more with them than, like, I mean, like, I, I know there's that one patient that I definitely empathize with because, yeah. like, they're, like, right. you cannot, like, anything regarding, like, children, like, is, is, is uh, a sensitive topic. And right. so, you know, certain things like that, like, um, 
it makes you more connected, you know, to that patient when there's family involved, when right. their family is nice, honestly. I don't even, I mean, now I'm on night shift, so I don't even like really see family members, which honestly, <laughs> we'll talk about night shift versus day shift because I did both. And let me just say, <laughs> oh, it's so much nicer. I feel like we need a, a, a separate, a little, no, we need a separate clock in code for when we deal with like difficult families too. Because you're really yeah. dealing, you're not even, like, the patient can be you're easy. You're a therapist. Easy on a ventilator. Like, um, they got, you know, some pressures going. They got propofol going. They're easy. They're You're turning them every couple yeah. of hours. You're cleaning them. But then there's the family. family. And mm. they freaking make you so busy. Yeah. It's like a therapy session. We're therapists. We're spiritual oh, we're, advisors. We are therapists. We are. And I'm like, I missed therapy twice this week. I don't have it in me. Yeah. I don't have it. And so sometimes just get- I'm just like, okay, like, but now I don't know, like a lot of facility, I don't know, like a lot of healthcare, which we're not, I'm not really going to go into, but a lot of like, it's kind of, uh, people are naive to healthcare, um, things that are going on but like I also feel like sometimes like we kind of not we as nurses because honestly we're the most honest profession there is which is also a problem because we're at the bedside 24 hours a day these um these patients and I've been asked multiple times um quote what, what would do you, you do? What, what do you, you think we should do? Oh, I hate that do question. Do you think that they're suffering right now? Do you <clears throat> think that um, we should just let her, him or her go? Do you think that they're going to get better? Do you think that the cancer is going to go away? Do you... And all these opinions that I have no idea. <laughs> well, I get, like some of them I do have like a good idea about. Um, I defer to the doctor a lot, obviously, because like, oh. I don't want to like get get in trouble. But at the same time, like Righteous. they ask me all these questions, and I was like, that is so loaded. And it just and then you try your best to like like slip it to them like really easily, and it's See, hard. Amanda's good at that. I ripped the band-aid off, or I used to. At every other facility I've worked at, I used to give every family member, I used to give it to everyone straight. Now, I don't, because I have purposely, no, not even, I have purposely, I've gotten in trouble, like, about telling a family member, like, they asked, like, but I didn't say, let's let your mom or dad go. I said... She asked if it was my mom or dad. And I said, because, and that triggered me because I've had my mom in the hospital. And I was like, listen, like, if, if you want to do everything, let's go. If you don't, because I like, I probably would make her comfortable. And that's why I say that I'm a quality over quantity because where we work, like, I mean, our... I mean, there's not really a whole lot of success stories. I mean, I see people get out, but... I think, uh, like, uh, ICU particularly, like, well, sees, yeah. like, a lot... The like, worst the of the worst. worst. Yeah. Um, and so, 
I think sometimes, like, when we are floated, we are kind of reminded sometimes when we're, right. we're expected to do a discharge, and we're like, wait, what, what, how do you do this? Wait, I don't what, even how know. Are we, how are we supposed to do a discharge? <laughs> What's a discharge? They're leaving and, and not with patients, JC? Okay. Our patients just die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Hold, please. We bring them back. Never, we keep them alive till 708. Our thing is not 705, it's 708, so yeah, the, we the, do. Wait a minute, the we best, do. The best we can, the best we can. It and, wasn't much, um, but it was honest work. <laughs> so I, and I see, like, I bet you outpatient sees a lot of success stories and stuff like that, but, like, we don't, and I feel like it just gets really grim. There's, like, a couple months in a row where I'm yeah. like, damn, like, it's like, been, let's, like, rough. Let's like, we sage need some this Ws. place. Yeah. yeah. We need some, like, Ws around here, and so every once in a while... There's, like, that one patient that, like, um, he probably doesn't come in on night shift, obviously, but um, there was a patient that had, like, multiple, multiple flaps that had failed on his head head and neck um, surgery. He comes in? He comes in all the time. I am upset that I'm on night shift now because I was talking about him the other day, actually. like, twice a month we see him. I see him twice a month, and I work part-time only two days a week, and so, like, the, 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 so he might even be in more often. But he was such an inspiration to me because, like, every time and, like, a flap, do you want to um, explain the first like, Of the first podcast. podcast. I'm like, like let me it. explain to you what blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, no, we know like, what we're talking about. And um, you have to, like, check it, like, every hour to make sure it doesn't um, die. Die. Yeah. Um, or, like, turn a different color. Oh, sorry. ADD moment. Love those shoes. Thank you. Yeah, Next. I, know, I, <laughs> I love them, too. Oh, um, wow. They're New Balances. They're the new, I think they're, like, the 367 ones oh. or something. Wow. See, yeah. every time I go to with Amanda, like, I end up getting something. Like, it's just I like, oh. I don't uh, even consider myself that stylish. So she is. You. She's it, annoying. It makes me feel so good. Whatever. That, like, someone younger than me thinks, like, Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm a cool mom. I'm done. Literally. Uh, <laughs> but he comes in all the time. He comes in all the time. And anyways, like, we would be with him when these flaps would fail. And if if that happened to me as many times as it did, it happened, like, he had, like, 26 surgeries or something. Yeah. And they kept failing, like, around his, like, face area. And... So the blood supply would die. Would think this guy would be, like, so depressed, so sad. He, like, wasn't. He was, like, the sweetest guy. And he's like, well... You got to do what you got to do. I mean, he couldn't talk, but that's kind of like what, what he, he was would saying, like. Yeah. You know, he'd be or like, he put his like hands up in the air and be like, oh, 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 what are we going to do? And yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Like, and so there are patients like that where I'm like, wish like more patients were like you because like that's hard that's hard to say that positive and something and that's that, like, constantly failing right and that that's one example that I would be like all right because like he still has so then I guess I'm in the middle about quality and quantity because really life can go either either way most... yeah, you never know I mean I didn't think he was gonna make it out me neither but no like, look at he was positive Oh, uh, that is a thing. It really is. My mom beat breast cancer twice, and she was so positive. We were never allowed to show her any emotion during, like, visiting, which we didn't. And she, like... I remember, like, 
as kids too, like everyone or like coaches saying like, stay positive, think positive. And I remember like rolling my eyes being like, will you like shut up about this? Like positive, be positive stuff. But like, there is like something to it and like make fun of me all you want. But like, it's, it does. It is a thing. When I, when patients get super depressed, I'm like, I actually have told people you're you're making yourself not closer to not getting out of here like you're i discharged a woman that literally every day every day told me that she was not leaving the hospital and i was like no you're leaving you're leaving and i still talk to her and um she is doing much better and she's cancer free so she was telling me she wasn't making it till christmas and i was like no you are and she's like no i'm not and she's i'm young like too she's that yeah. yeah and i'm just mm-hmm. like i'm like no you are and the whole fact of you need to be positive because as cr- crappy as the situation is which i've i've never experienced that situation um you have to unfortunately as hard as that probably is stay positive and i find that when patients go to the negative side like the depressed it's very difficult to come back because i feel like a lot of people don't realize that mental health is a huge factor on physical health huge factor huge we have doctors for our physical bodies and good for jasmine jasmine has um the doctors for her because like the mind like the the mind and the body are different like I don't consider them always the same yes they have like times where they do like correlate and stuff but like you have to like take care of your like mind as much as your body and um I think a lot of people like no ignore like mental health and stuff and it's still kind of like slightly a stigma we're Mm -hmm. getting a lot better at it it is um but um it's definitely something we need to work on as like I've actually had a patient I said do you want me to (laughs) I will never forget this woman she goes well I've had a two patients which I'll talk about really quick so one patient she could tell that I was like down that day like first of all you'll see my face eventually but I have RBF it's called resting bitch face it just like it is what it is like I smile I'm funny but like when people like first meet me they're like oh god is she like a bitch and like yeah I mean I am but like I'm funny so I'm a funny bitch so whatever so (laughs) Basically, this woman was like, something's going on with you. And she's like, I could tell she was like an empath, like how I am. And she goes, um, what's going on? Now, first of all, I, if I was in a cancer hospital, I would not be asking everybody else, my caregivers, hey, what's your life about? But honestly, at this place, like people really do. And she actually gave me the, um, this, um quote it's a not a quote but uh it's called yesterday to uh yesterday or tomorrow no oh god yesterday to tomorrow yesterday today something like that i don't know but um and the serenity prayer she told me to go and print them out and this was two years ago and now to this day i say the serenity prayer every day what is that what what's the serenity prayer um, so the serenity prayer is known more to, um, 
people with addictions, but, um, it's, um, God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and, um, the wisdom to know the difference, thy will be done, oh, thy will, not mine, be done. So, basically, like, letting things be. Now, honestly, I'm still working on that, and I do still go, I mean, I go to meetings, I uh, um, but... Yeah, I, I, she gave me that and it was the most uplifting thing I think I've ever had. And she had cancer. Like, I'm just like, what? Like, and she honestly changed my life and I have no idea where she is because some patients I really do keep up with, but I don't know where she is, but she changed my life. Um, and I actually got serenity tattooed on my arm shortly after, um, just the word and, um, Just, like, as a reminder, because what we do is, like, I take it home a lot, um, so, but it's stuff that I can't, I can't control life and cancer and illness, like, whatever, so she made a huge impact on me, and then, like, I don't know, there's just, like, so many people that we take care of that's just, like, it's uplifting it's humbling it's I don't even know how to explain it like sometimes I'm like how are these people so positive like what I've had I've had I've gone out to get ice cream with a patient that I had who's now cancer free who told me she wasn't gonna make it a lot of these patients tell me they're not gonna make it and I'm like please stop um I've had a patient um have me over have me and my husband over for dinner and she made me dinner (laughs) that was fun I still keep up with her um it's just like nursing is just different because like you either have to like it just stays with you so I don't know we're gonna be talking about all types of all types of stuff raw unedited uncharted things um Obviously, we're not telling you where we work. Um, we're not telling you names, names nothing, like nothing like that. But um, yeah, I mean, this <laughs> this life as a nurse is not easy, and they honestly, in nursing school, made it seem real shiny. And yeah, uh, real shiny. <laughs> it's not. And I feel like that. Um, I want to be another episode too. Is like new grads and do's and don'ts and what you should don't become a nurse no i'm just kidding no become a nurse it's great it's great it really is it's very versatile like that's what i love about it like you literally can like i've like looked at jobs where i could sit at home and work from home only and make my own schedule and then there's jobs where you can become a nursing supervisor or you can get you can teach, you can have your, you know, masters and, you know, so, so, so much like variety, you can work in a clinic, you know, and, and, and so that's why I'm a big proponent of nursing because like it's very versatile. So like, you know, so when someone goes into what, like accounting or something, yeah, they got to stay with accounting. Stuck there, and 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 I may be right, wrong. I don't know, but nah, I think uh, you're right. But, you know, 
it's a good thing. You can, if you get sick of something, move on to something else. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, I, um, I think this was a good start to the first episode. Yes. And also for every following episode, we're going to end every episode with a ridiculous jaw dropping, jaw dropping. Hopefully, it's jaw dropping. Yeah. Um, our stories are jaw. If I mean, I tell people that are outside of healthcare my stories, and they're like, "What the f?" But um, we're gonna end it with a story um that we've experienced, and I'm pretty hyped because some of these stories, Amanda doesn't know that I know. And some of the stories that Amanda has, I don't know. So mm-hmm. I just can't. Mm-hmm. The raw edited. And this this episode is so, <laughs> so unedited and raw. Because honestly, I'm sitting here. I woke up maybe 20 minutes before this episode. Amanda has a spray tan because she's about to go on vacation. Like, what? I'm just like, okay. Like, I have my whole video set up, and I, I was like, I didn't even look at how to put this together. Like, it's... Yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. We'll get together. Yeah, you know? so, um, yeah. just stay with us. Um, yeah. it'll be All fun. Right. Do you, um, want to go first, or... For what? For the crazy story. Oh my god, I don't even... Uh, ha, ha, Do you have ha. any ideas, like, off the top of your tongue? Because I, I mean... Off the top of my tongue, uh, let's think. Oh, I had this one lady, um, at a Northeast hospital that, um, she, I forget why she was there, was on a step-down unit, whatever, um, I, I do recall that her arm was broken, um, and she, um, had her husband come in, whatever, I, she had a history of drug use. Okay, most of the people that I had there did. Um, and <laughs> her husband comes in and I, you know, I walk in to give meds and she has a pipe out. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? And, uh, I mean, working at that hospital, I know. And whatever. I know what they look like. So, and it was not a, um, even if it was a a marijuana pipe, like, I, it still would have been the same thing. However, it was a meth pipe. Um, her husband brought that in for her. So sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, and so basically I told him to get the hell out. I had security come up. And this completely oriented woman, um, decided to start crying, tell me that I was the worst nurse ever because... I wouldn't let her husband stay since, you know, he brought in her meth pipe. And, um, she decided to squat down and take a shit in the middle of the room because she thought that I was going to clean that up. And that is funny because I, (laughs) I said, here's the wipes, here's some gloves, you just hit your call bell when you're finished cleaning yeah, that up for your exactly. temper tantrum. And I'll bring your pain medication in. Okay, I am not the one. <laughs> oh so God. that was hilarious, and I can't even. I wonder where she is, honestly. Uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah. It, mm. It's like. Well, I don't know what it was, but like it, 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 those drugs make you do like crazy things. But good for you for making your cleaner up. 
Like, um, yeah, it was the floor. She took yeah. her pants off That's and like, squatted in the middle of the of the floor i'm like do you think that's gonna yeah do you think (laughs) do you think that's gonna make me say oh my god yes smoke your meth in your room like what no oh my god i uh, yeah you win more bees with honey sweetie yeah literally why we people go outside all the time they're like can I smoke a cigarette? And they were like the sweetest patients. And I like, I like couldn't say no. And I was like, yeah, go at the back. <laughs> Yo, like, I do like, things I would, for like, patients. Yeah. And like, oh my God, it definitely wasn't recommended. But like, honestly, like some of these people I felt so bad for you. You're with them for a whole 12 hours. That's a, a half a day. Like it's such a long time. And you, and when you spend all that time with them in the room, you like really connect with them. And so when they ask you so nicely to go out and have a couple of puffs of a cigarette, I was like, fine, just go. Yeah. I just had a, go. I, I mean, my patients used to just smoke in the room while on oxygen. So that was great. I mean, yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. But, uh, so I mean, that story wasn't super jaw-dropping, but at the same time, that's the one I could think of right off the top of my head. So, I feel like every podcast, we're going to end it with one that we genuinely think about, (laughs) but that's the one that right off the top of my head, I was like, what the hell? Like, is this real life? So... Yeah, it is. It is real life. Yeah, for us, anyway. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening. Um, this is just us rambling on at this point because, I mean, I had a good time. (laughs) I had a good time too. It's a little like therapeutic kind of. Yeah, honestly, like we're not doing it for like anything anything else. else. Like this is just really our therapy. So welcome to our therapy sessions. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll be back next week. (laughs) All right. Bye y'all. Bye.